Hi everybody, this is the J&J Podcast. My name is Jessica. And I'm Jamal. And just to kind of give you guys an idea of what we're going to do, this is something I've been working on for the past year now, and we just wanted to kind of bring up topics that we go through as far as our age group, our generation. There's so much going on in the world right now, and just even in our personal lives, me and Jamal kind of decided this is something that we wanted to do. Well, I brought him the idea. I guess we really won't be honest. Yeah, let me not steal. Yeah, don't steal my thunder. It's kind of one of those things that uh, she she brought the idea to me, and uh, being that we've been friends for as long as we have, I felt it was only right um, to to say yes. And so here I am. Uh, I think this is going to be a good thing. Uh, bear with us. Uh, we just want to get it out here to you guys, like uncut. Like this has been a rough year. And these are some rough times that everybody's going through right now. So hopefully this is something that, you know, you guys can tune into on your way to work or just in your everyday walk of life. And we're just going to give it to you how it was brought to us. Yeah. So if you kind of hear, like, the background kind of going like, uh, just know I do have kids. So <laughs> we're just going to keep it as authentic as possible here. You cut this thing and started. This is take three, but... <laughs> We gonna get it right. We gonna get it right. And FYI, we've been trying to record this thing for how many months now? It's been about a year. I mean, she came to me with the idea, and I'm like a podcast. But like I said, I mean, me just believing in her. Um, I said you can take it and run with. So it was only right that I just say, hey, I'll be a part of it. Let me pull on your coattail and ride it to the top. (laughs) So if this thing blows, I mean. I'm only here because she invited me. Yeah, and plus he believed in me. And I say it's all time. Like, ain't nothing like having a good friend that always got your back. And I will tell you, he always has my back. He's always here for me. And like I said, when I brought it to him, and I, mind you, I brought it to a lot of people. It's some people I even wrote on Facebook. I'm going to be honest with you. And they were kind of like, huh? They kind of gave me that, you know, like, is she really going to do it? And he's like the only one that, you know, thought of it and was just like, yeah, like, Jessica, this is legit. And our conversations are always lit anyway. It's probably what we talk about on a daily basis or every other day as long as we talk and how we've grown as individuals. So, you know, I just thought it was a really good idea to bring this forefront and bring it to you guys. So the first topic we're going to talk about today, because trust me, we're going to get into a lot of topics, like... This is just kind of like an intro to, you know, something that we've kind of both been experiencing and we it, it's hit home to both of us is COVID. And we just want to kind of go into it. So Yeah, this thing, is, it's, it's been nuts. Um, I've been hearing people say, uh, you think you had to flu around late December, early January, February, you probably had COVID. Um I've been along the lines of, I wasn't a believer, and I'm just going to put that out there. I I didn't believe that this was going to be a big big of a deal as it has been. It's been one of those things that I thought, okay, give it about a month or two months, this thing will blow over. Um, uh, Up front, I didn't even know nobody who had gotten it for Mm -hmm. the first two or three months. I'm just like... Yeah, we wear these masks. This is stupid. I didn't wear a mask, and I'm just being honest with you guys. 
I didn't wear a mask, and I'm just like, you know, people out here wearing these masks, I know it's hard to breathe in those things. I'm not putting that thing on. And finally, it touched home. Uh, I had somebody in my family who uh, contracted COVID, and luckily, he didn't have any symptoms. It was just one of those things that he got it and chilled out for 14 days and got tested again. Everything was in the good, and, and he went back to work. Um, so this thing has been nuts and just the, the different ways that it can affect each of us individually. It's like, hey, I may catch it and go chill out for 14 days, whereas Jessica, she may get it and be on the deathbed mm -hmm. or just anything like that. So it's, it's kind of like a, a scary type deal. And even with the COVID, it's just been like we've been dealing with it on top of various other things that's been happening while the, 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 the pandemic has been going on. Yeah, and for me personally, like, it, it hit home to me real close to home. Like, my cousin slash sister, somebody I've been knowing pretty much all my life, had was well, since I was two, since she was born. She pretty much lived with us every weekend. She was at my house. Well, she caught it, and at first it was, you know, and she worked at a doctor's office, so just to kind of give you an idea of where it possibly could have came from. And her husband worked at a rehabilitation center. So with both of them working in those fields, essential workers, they both caught it. And with her, it affected her so much where she was having issues breathing because she is asthmatic. So with her having asthma, it affected her worse. And she actually called me, I think it was the last week when I told you that? Like last week. It was like last week she called me and she was just like crying. She was like, you know, I'm at the ER, I'm hospital ER and I can't breathe. Like I'm having a hard time breathing. But my oxygen levels, they say are fine, but I'm scared. Like, and my heart just dropped and I just immediately started praying because I'm like, you know, God, please watch over. And, you know, I talked her through it and I'm the cousin slash friend that's very protective. Like if anybody knows me, and a lot of you that's listening probably do know me. Like, I'm going to be the one like, well, what's up? And I was like, well, let me talk to the doctor. Like, why are they trying to send you home? I was really adamant about, you know, making sure she was good. But I did tell her, I'm like, you know, you're going to beat this. And now she's better. I mean, she came and brought, brought a package to my house yesterday. But she did not come in. She rung the doorbell yeah. and left. And the package is in the garage, guys. <laughs> just going just to be honest. She's not opening that package. <laughs> The package is on quarantine right now. <laughs> but no, it's because she has an online boutique, and we're going to bring her on the show as well so she can kind of promote it. Like, once she's in the clear, she knows, like, you can't come around us right now. Once her in the package in the clear, she can come tell the story. But right now, that, that package is in quarantine. It's in quarantine. And she came, she ran the house. I was like, Jasmine, it's good. She's like, uh-uh, I got to drop it off. But she's feeling better. Just to say that, she's feeling better, and everything's good with her. She survived it, but, I mean, there's somebody else I know, like, one of my cousins, like, their aunt passed from COVID, and they're currently at a funeral right now burying her. So, just to say, it is serious. And not only with that, it's just, it triggers to what has happened. Like, and we want to talk about people in relationships. I'm seeing the divorce rate is high. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy because it's just taken. I mean, I didn't even say relationships and things like that just take it from people's jobs yeah like uh furloughed uh 
a lot of folks have got laid off permanently. It's like, it's one of those things that this thing has turned a lot of people's lives upside down and, and for the worse. I mean, you do we believe everything is going to eventually turn around? Of course, we always keep uh, and remain hopeful. But for now, it's one of those things. This thing has crept into our lives to change it for the long haul. I mean, think about those of us who regularly attend church every Sunday mm -hmm. and not being able to go to church right now. That's nuts. I mean, because we rely so much on our faith and our beliefs. And it's like, for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of us, and I said like my grandparents, my parents, my siblings, it's like we were, we were raised like to, to go to church every Sunday and to pay our tithes and offering and, and things like that. How many people out here don't, you know, you, you, your parents don't even know how to navigate through the internet to pay their tithes and offering online. So it's, 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 it's kind of been like a life changer. Um, right now, we're, we're in the phase that the kids are going to school virtually. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> so different. And I take it into one of those accounts of, it's almost like you're preparing them to be a college student right now because mm -hmm. you have to go and check and see what's there for you to do. So it's, it's, it's real hectic right now. And it's one of those things that we want to get back to a sense of normalcy. But let's be honest, will things ever be normal again? That's true. Like, when you really think about it, especially with the school situation, I can tell you firsthand, I have a kindergartner, and when I mean it, when I tell you guys, it's been a struggle, and I know a lot of you feel the same way. But we have to think about the safety of our children. Like, just even and let me ask you this, Jamal. Like, what do you feel about them starting school early? Like, what is your input on that? Like, all of a sudden they were doing virtual for nine weeks. Now they're like, uh, let's bring them back. I mean, I think that's that's crazy, and I'm guessing they're basing on the statistics of everything as far as just the numbers falling, as far as the cases in the state. Uh, I can say Alabama, we, we did reach a, a peak for a minute of where the numbers were insane. Um, I think everybody's been doing a good enough job at wearing our mask and, and things as such at this point for them to make that decision. But it's, it's still one of those things that, that's kind of tricky to me because you, you're asking a five-year-old up to a 17-year-old to basically stay sanitized, keep your mask on. You have to be weary of lending someone a pencil or lending someone just any kind of utensil or anything like that. And I'll be the first to say it's like, I worked in production and it was one of those things that I couldn't get grown people mm -hmm. to keep six feet of distance or to make sure they're keeping their mask on. So it's, it's scary to think about asking a kid, a child, to sanitize their hands and make sure they keep washing their hands and just standing clear. So uh, it's one of those things, it's, it's kind of fearful, but you know, the thing you can do is, is, is stay prayed up and you know, hope that your kid is going to make the best decision possible and just do the right thing while it's doing and, and then we have to count on, on these teachers, principals, mm -hmm. and just school officials to, to make sure they're, they're maintaining certain order in, uh, in the schools and in the classrooms. Yeah, so I say that I agree a thousand percent with that. Now me personally, my kids are gonna be virtual till January. I mean, I'm at home till January. I mean, so they're gonna be at the house with me. So. Yeah, my, uh, my daughters, uh, my oldest daughter, she's gonna do virtual. 
Um, my youngest daughter right now, we're saying that she's gonna probably do one or two days of real school throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's one of those things that I'm gonna have to talk to her and just make sure she knows the ins and outs, do's and don'ts, and, and just drill it into her head every day. And uh, just, just hopefully uh, she makes the right decisions. And, uh, you know, everybody have a safe uh, school year. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's the main thing that we all can hope for. Yeah, but I will say this, though. I don't mind two days a week. Like, if you were to do, like, an A and B schedule and right. everybody not come, because then you can kind of keep them separate. But you got school systems. I mean, for example, Leonie alone, and she's a kindergartner, got almost 30 kids in her class. So how could you separate 30 kindergartners? Right. And Jada's what, in second grade? Yeah, it's easy to maintain order when you basically have it split up so you know who's in school. But uh, I'll be the first to say from these first few weeks, I've been, and it's been crazy, man. Teachers not even, they, they don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like I see parents getting upset because the assignments are not there. Well, some of these teachers are, are up in age and they never had to post assignments to these well boards so a student can click on it and grab it down and, and turn it in, I mean, get it done and turn it in. So it's almost like we all just have to bear with each other right exactly. now because as much of a learning experience as it is for us parents and children, it's a big of a learning uh, curve that has to take place with the, with the teachers. And I know it's like, well, you guys had all summer but think about the funding that the educational system is, is receiving. Come on, man. You know, those yeah. teachers are vastly underpaid, and it's one of those things that we're looking at now. Like, man, they need to get those teachers a raise because I know I'm not the only one <laughs> who was getting frustrated early on when I, I'm trying to teach my my five-year-old, my six-year-old how to do this math, and I'm trying to get her to knock out 100 assignments in one day so we get done for the week. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the day, she's looking at me scared to put anything on the paper because it's like dad's fussing. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like a, a sense of no patience. At all. <laughs> patience is gone. But I will say this, though. like I, I think the problem with our generation is they're too opinionated about it. It's like everybody has their own opinion on it or they're trying to attack the way one person feels versus the other. And it irritates the mess out of me. That when I see posts and people say, well, you know, I'm sending my kids back to school, like, and I don't know why you want to keep them at home, you know, and, and downing because of that. Because you never know a person's situation. Like, I'm the type, my kids don't go nowhere. They're, they're, they didn't go to the fair. You know, the fair came, and I had a couple people ask me, my, even my brother, he was one, you taking kids to the fair? I'm like, uh, no, you know I ain't taking these kids to right. the fair. <laughs> like... They went to, we went over to Jamal's house the other day, and they were kind of looking like, and it's funny, because if you're from Huntsville, North End of Huntsville, they were kind of like, where is this? My kids literally, between my house, my mama's house, and my other best friend's house, that's the only three places that they go. I'm, I don't take my kids anywhere. And, 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 it's, and it's, that's funny to hear, because it's like, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not judging anybody either way, mm -hmm. uh, because for uh, I know a lot of parents, your only option is to send your kids back to school, and I exactly. commend you for that, and, you know, only thing you can do is just hope they're covered, you know, mm -hmm. just pray over them before you can send them out the door each, mo each morning. I know some parents are fortunate enough that their kids can stay home and get the job done, so I'll be the first to tell you, I don't care what side of the fence that you fall on, I know it was a tough decision. Exactly. Let me say that I know it wasn't easy to do. So 
it's kind of one of those things, and we just have to pray over these kids and and just try to fight ourselves to do this thing the best way we know how because it's hard for a lot of parents I know that have to be at work and their kids are doing virtual, their kids need this. Man, it, it turned my job upside down because think about the people who have infants. Mm -hmm. Think about the people who have smaller young ones uh, when they close the daycares earlier this year. We yeah. basically had to adjust to everybody and adjust to the ones that just had to be home with their kids. I mean, what am I going to say? Hey, if you don't come to work, you're going to get fired? No, you can't say that because this kid is one to two years old. I can't just expect them to have coverage for this child so they can come in. So it's like, it's a lot of things that's changing with this COVID, man. And, it's, and you know, you, you hope you've reached the peak, but, man, the way 2020 has been going, it's almost like Jumanji. You know, what, what level are we going into next? Man, you've never lied about that, especially, I mean, just even talk about with COVID, let's talk about what's going on in the world right now. I can tell you firsthand, you know, this Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it's, it's critical. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things, it's, it's, it's taking the forefront, and I'm, I'm grateful for COVID in a sense, not the actual disease or pandemic, but this time has really gave this country a sense of reflection for now. And people have been able to sit back and just watch how unjust some of this stuff is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we have the uh, Breonna Taylors and George Floyds and Amar Arbery. It's like those those people is like, man, just to watch this guy, police put his, his knee on the back of this guy's neck for a little over eight minutes. That's nuts. I mean, uh, my best friend, one of my other best friends, she's a, a police for this city. And she tell me, like, at what point did his partners not see, like, hey, man, that's, that's, you kind of overdoing it. Like, he ain't resisting, he, you know. So just cuff him and, and put him in the back of the car. But it's, it's crazy. I mean, like, where's the value of a black man's life? I mean, that's the question that... It, it led me to start asking, like, what's the value of my life? Because I'm somebody, and I'll say this, I've never been in trouble with the law. I've never been into any kind of trouble outside of a speeding ticket or parking in the area that I shouldn't be parking type guy. So it's just like, if something happened to me, it's like the first thing people have been doing is just like digging dirt. Like, mm -hmm. let's see, oh, well, he has a previous felony charge or he has a previous discharge or that charge. But it's like, does that still make my life worth any less? Like, do I still not warrant the same protection by the police that somebody with no criminal record warrants? I mean, this this stuff has been nuts, and and I'm I'm, I'm kind of proud to see how these athletes are standing up and um, just taking the forefront, and 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 I'm glad they're letting their voices be heard. And and I've had discussions with people who. who pretty much just want them to shut up and play and like that's not their realm so why are they getting involved in it it's like no it's all about job it is everybody's job to speak on it and the thing you know as a black woman and to hear all of this and you know with the Breonna Taylor thing I say hey, it hit more home to me she's laying in the bed with her sniffing the oven sleep they bust in the door they kill her He's protecting, trying to protect the situation, and they kill her because of 
what they went to the wrong house and we're talking over 100 days they still haven't prosecuted this person and well the police officers that have done this they still have not been prosecuted i mean these guys are still walking around free like it's nothing I mean, like it's nothing they're walking free from a standpoint of like there's no reprimand it's like they killed her mm -hmm. the the boyfriend announced they're in there he has a firearm he fired a shot and they bust in and kill her she's in bed so if I'm not safe at home, where, where am I safe? I mean, it's, it's, it's a scary time where it's always been a scary time in America to be a black man. I just to be black, period. Black. I mean, the color of my skin makes me a target. Which is messed up. Think about that. The color of my skin makes me a target. So it's just like, how can I, with ease, like walk through this world, walk through society, uh, it, it almost makes it hard for somebody to hold a head high. You know, you teach you know young men like hold your head up high, take a sense of pride. But it almost makes it hard because it's like you, you came out the womb with two strikes, mm -hmm. automatically. Two strikes, third strike you out. So it's kind of like you know a lot of people like to stay out of way, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But right now it's not that time. It's time for us to join together, unify, yeah. you know, and just be more encouraging, be more supportive. It's, 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 it's that time, guys. And it's, it's one of those things that if not now, then when? Yeah. And to think that with COVID, all of this has come up and the world right now is just confusing and it's messed up it's sad it, it angers you you can't watch any type of news any any social media platform without seeing it and the part that irritates me the most about it is people that say all lives matter and they try to justify why george floyd was choked. Why Breonna Taylor was, you know, like, she shouldn't have been messing with a thug. Like, come on, what does that got to do with her? She was asleep. She wasn't doing anything. Or Jacob Blake, breaking up a fight. This man broke up a fight. Then you got the protesters, if we piggyback to going into what happened with them this past week. They're out here peacefully protesting. You got a 17-year-old with a rifle. He's walking around and police nodding him. What kind of stuff is that? He killed three people. Now they want to justify that. It's crazy. I read on on the internet like, oh well, you know, it, well, you know, he was protecting what was going on, or the police chief voiced and said, well, if he, they were being their curfew, this wouldn't happen. What they got to do with anything? They were peacefully protesting. They weren't breaking anything. They were peacefully protesting, and this guy felt the need to kill three people. And that's in the sense of. You tell me, okay, I'm breaking curfew. Don't justify my death. Mm -hmm. I mean, it don't justify me dying. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's kind of like these, these. You see these people take to the t television or take to the recorders and just say anything. And then you have people. Oh yeah, that that's right. You know, they they shouldn't have been at home. They shouldn't have been in the house. They should have been. No, that doesn't justify me dying. I mean, that's just like me taking to the streets right now. I mean, Huntsville has some hot spots. It's one of those things like, let me go to Bridge Street with a semi-automatic rifle. Come on. 
Huntsville police would be up there in five minutes. Automatically. But yet y'all let this guy walk around like it was right. nothing. It's, it's and he talking to him, hey, and they just like, what's up? What do you mean? And, but you justify that. But let a black man let you walk around with with a rifle, and you walking around like, hey, oh, they they they're gonna tackle you down, probably kill you, like, and they think that that's cool. There's nothing cool about any of it. And to be real, we're over it. Right. So these times have have really shown us just how much work. There is to still be done. Um, I, I commend those who have stepped to the forefront um, and advocated on the African American behalf, mm-hmm. um, you know, just any minority behalf, because it's, it's one of those things that we, we got to start seeing change. And it, it's a must. Uh, I know, you know, it's going to be a long uphill battle, but I think we have enough strong individuals in this country uh, in places that right now we can get this thing done. Uh, I don't know when we'll see an end and, and see things start to actually take place and, and turn around, but I'm hopeful. I'm going to forever be hopeful, and I'm glad that that this year has really opened the eyes. Um, and I've had people from different races uh, some of my, my friends from different races, you know, we, we've had these conversations this year as far as how they didn't know, like, how we felt or, or explain to them how we felt or explain how I see America through my eyes. Yeah. And so it, it's really been interesting, and I'm grateful that I've been able to hold those conversations with these select individuals. And, you know, it was just eye-opening to them, and I was glad, you know, because my thing is, we don't always have to agree, but I'm going to tell you what I see and how I see it, whether you agree or not. So uh, we had, I mean, I've had some meaningful conversations. So just grateful for this time. It's just like this COVID, the, the, the spiral that it's put us in. It hasn't been all bad, but it hasn't been good for the most part at all. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, me too. I'm grateful that all of this has happened and everything has come to the light. And I'm glad that we're able to discuss it. And, you know, of course, we want to keep it open to discuss things like this. Right. Yeah. And so we're just going to keep advancing forward um, just step by step. Like I said, you know, you guys just bear with us out there. And we'll have daily topics that we're just going to step right into. Um we're going to have some fun times, and we're going to just have some serious times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today, you know, we, this is just our intro, and we're just trying to uh, get our names out here to you guys. And uh, hopefully it's just become a, a weekly listener for you all. Yeah, especially, you know, with the serious topics. But don't get me wrong, we got some juicy stuff that we are going to discuss <laughs> from the male and female perspective of our generation. So definitely want you guys to listen to all of it. And we definitely want to promote entrepreneurs as well. I think entrepreneurs, and especially black entrepreneurs, but any race, but... We're going to touch mainly on our people. Right. So as this thing grows, you know, we'll be reaching out to people we know throughout the city and just promoting their, their businesses. I mean, you know, I feel as if we owe it to those guys to uh, put them out there and maybe they help build a power following. So it's, we, we're helping each other grow. 
mm-hmm. all together. So it's just in, in, in the name of just good sport and just doing the right thing. So throughout the time, we're gonna uh, we we'll probably just start doing a few promotions a week, and then and it's just turning to a like I said, weekly slash daily slash however we take this thing off. So I'm kind of excited. I, at this point, my juices are flowing, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad that we got in here and got this thing going. Yeah, especially how long it took us to do it. So. <laughs> kind of been a long time, but we are definitely grateful that, you know, if you guys are listening, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jamal appreciates it. Uh, Jane Jacob Podcast. Next episode. Do we want to introduce it or we want to wait? Yeah, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's, let's wait. Let's, let's, let's see. Let's see how this thing goes. Let's just wait. Let's I mean, just wait. If they wait. like this, I think they'll show me. We are gonna just jump right Can into give a little hint. A his versus hers. And you gotta want a hint. It's gonna be a, a female versus male perspective on some things. And we've had this knockout drag out, and <laughs> I feel strongly about my opinion, and she feels strongly about her opinion. Definitely, and we're gonna have some guests with it as well. We got a couple guests that we've kind of been discussing this with, and his guests feel strongly about their opinion, and my guests feel strongly on my side. They're like, you know, I feel you, Jessica. His guests like, nah. So exactly. But I can't wait to you guys listen to it in general. Thank you so guys. Thank you so much for listening to the J and J podcast. Um, you guys are gonna be able to find it. First episode. We're going to try to put on all platforms. So like you said, bear with us. This is our first episode, first time doing it. But we thank you guys. If you guys want to be a part of it or come and want to speak on certain topics, please let us know. We're very open. So. All right, you guys got certain topics. I mean, this is something you think we should be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just an open forum type deal. Uh, we just talking. I mean, yeah. about life, general stuff, uh, what's going on. Like I said, as this thing grows, We'll, we'll broaden it on up, but like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's ahead, this road ahead. I'm going to ride her coattail to the top, maybe put a little change in my pocket. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, you know, I appreciate my best friend. He's been rocking with me for this long, and if it was corny, he would have told me. He would have been like, no, Jessica, we ain't doing this. Like, no, uh-uh. But, you know, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys soon. All right, peace. Peace.